0: hello you beautiful beautiful people welcome back you already know where you are welcome to unknown the show where we dig deep discover who the hell we is and forge forward into the unknown i'm your host jd as you guys know and i'm sending you all my love today on this beautiful sunday i hope your weekend was great uh update quick update on us so we got our car on friday and she is beautiful we're so happy with her my partner's like in love he's obsessed with her not that we can go anywhere though because we're in lockdown anyway so i can't wait to actually take her out for a nice drive that'll be cool i'm super super tired today so (laughs) i've got my coffee with me and i guess you'll understand as we go through the episode why i'm so tired it's like i am physically tired but it's more so like a a mentally tired kind of feeling and I just want to jump straight into this episode. I feel like I need to get this episode out. Um, but how this episode actually came about was from listening to my previous episode, Gaslighting 101, if you haven't heard it already, and you do want to learn more about gaslighting or, you know, feel like you're getting gaslit, definitely listen to that episode. I I loved recording that episode. I feel like there were a lot of good points in there. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I learned a lot from it and uh, the response that I got from it made me realize that a lot of yous got a lot from that episode too but when I was listening to the episode yeah I told you guys in a, a previous episode that my partner and I listen to my recordings once I do them right so Gaslighting 101 that episode wasn't <clears throat> any different I played it to him while we were listening to it he was like that's a really good point you know all that type of jazz and once it finished he goes quiet and he starts giggling a little bit I said well like what what do you think and he he turns to me. He goes, babe, that fire in you. And we just started cracking up. And what he was meaning, and he ended up saying it as well. He was like, you know what, it, it is with you. Your temper. And part, honestly, I, I've I've seriously had a flash, a, a visualization of socking him in the mouth. But not because <laughs> he's wrong, but because he's right. Okay, <laughs> I get, I can get extremely passionate about things, and uh you know whether you know it or not i I do have a really really big temper i have a very powerful temper so this podcast um is i want it to be a bit softer okay I, i want it to i wanted it to be a bit softer ultimately as you guys know with this podcast my aim is to help someone who is healing uh help someone who is growing help someone who is trying to discover themselves and love themselves But I also understand that this podcast is a part of my healing too. It's a part of my growth. It's a part of me discovering who I am and learning to love myself as well. So it's really uh, journeying together is what I'm trying to say is my aim with this podcast. Uh, So when it comes to the the reason why I'm so mentally drained is from the, the past one or two days, really reflecting on what he said about my temper and my anger because it is a truth um you know it it is true that i have struggled with that in the past and that it it is something that's a part of me that i want to work on um and upon further reflection i did come to the realization and acceptance so i already know it It, it's a it's a part of my defense mechanism okay so when i listened re-listened to gaslighting 101 on my own I realized, and I, I know this too, that that I've become so good at putting up barriers to protect myself. Right? So, you know, for example, people gaslighting you, setting those boundaries to protect yourself from people when they're trying to come at you. I'm so good at that. I, I'm, I've become so good at that, and I've worked hard to do that. Right? But at the same time, what I could pick up from the episode, and also what I picked up in my self-reflection after I listened to it, was my lack of trust. In people uh, that that's that's really the conclusion that I got to when I was reflecting on my temper and my anger and more so where those things are coming from in one of our previous episodes we spoke about doubt uh, naming that doubt and you know really calling it out and telling it to go away uh, anger is is, is kind of similar uh, you, you got to really understand where your anger is coming from you got to be able to name that anger in order to be able to face it and overcome it and for me that's a huge huge huge, huge uh challenge it is and when i dug deep into it I, I did yeah i did learn that about myself i did realize that uh that my my lack of trust in people is huge that's a that's a trigger triggered we spoke about that too that's a trigger for me uh and when you have a lack of trust in people that is and you know when, when that's where your anger is coming from, it is an indication that something needs to be healed, right? I, I want to be 110% transparent with you guys. I don't want to be preaching something that I'm not doing myself. And so today we're going to, it's kind of going to be an extension from Gaslighting 101. So when we talk about Gaslighting 101, we talk about safeguarding ourselves from people. Today's episode we're going to talk about keeping our hearts soft and open to people, okay? So it's kind of like the, the flip side. It's going to be a lot of a, soft, a softer episode, I hope, anyway. <laughs> we'll just give it a go and, and, and see where it ends up. Um, so like we always do, guys, grab your coffee, grab your tea. Bear with me in this episode. Like I said, my mind's really, really worked out. Um, but let's jump straight into it. Give me strength. Give me strength to make it through this episode. Before we jump into the segment, guys, I do want to make it clear that this uh, this segment will really be me running you guys through my shadow work and the process that I went through to be able to identify where my anger is coming from, being able to give my anger a name, um, and. I think the you know, I will do my absolute best, just like I did with my shadow work, to approach it with as much love and as much respect as possible, okay? So do bear with me as I, I take you guys through that. So when digging deep and trying to understand my anger and understand my temper, the first question that came to mind was where it actually started, uh, where where it came from originally. And it took me back to when I was five years old and my daddy left, the feelings that I felt when thinking back to that time, it was the only kind of way that I can explain what that actually felt like was kind of being left out in the snow with the wolves. Okay, you're you're exposed to the elements, you're unprotected. Um, You know, it, it was hard. A lot of my Earliest memories were watching my mother cry and, and, and trying to console her. So uh, that, I guess, is 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 one of the core. I think that's actually where it comes from, you know. Or yeah, that, that's kind of a memory that came up in the process. But the first memory that I actually have of experiencing anger, like feeling anger and expressing anger, was after my dad left. So after my dad left, <coughs> you know, it was like I said, it was hard. Uh, you know, a lot lot of family members, they were hurting too, right? When my dad left, it wasn't just my mum and my sisters and I that were hurting. My family was hurting too. And whether their their intentions were right or not, there were a lot of times when, you know, they would kind of trash talk my dad to me. Um, And my nana, I love my nana. I'm going to do an episode on my nana because I just love her. She's my queen. Uh, But she was one of the worst. She was one of the worst. And, And this particular memory, the first memory of me ever feeling anger and expressing it, was with her uh, I remember I don't even know how old I was I reckon I was six seven not not too long after after my dad had left and uh it was, it was my sisters and I in the room with, with Nena and she's going off you know she's saying things like your, your your dad left you he doesn't love you you know why do you love your dad when he doesn't love you and uh, I remember this memory so clearly because I, I was crying. I remember looking over at my my two younger sisters and they're crying. And it was like a switch went off. I just lost it. I, I, I remember screaming at the top of my lungs and stomping my, my feet at, at my grandmother to the point where she was like, she. I remember her face, she was like shocked that I had kind of lost it to that extent. And, and I remember screaming at her saying, stop it, you know, like stop it. You know leave us alone. like don't don't talk about my dad like that in front of me. And uh, to, to her credit, after, after that, my nana had, had never ever really trash talked my dad to me and my sisters. Okay, I don't care if she she trash talked him but you know behind <laughs> behind our backs, but she never she never put us in that situation again where I'm having to you know um, watch my sisters cry and and listen to that type of shit. my my dad didn't love us and shit i'm like i'm very close to my dad i'm sure i mentioned that in one of the episodes and so that was really hard to listen to but i have one thing that i appreciate about my nana uh is that in in that moment and every moment moving forward she put my hurt and feelings before her own you know she was hurting too that's her daughter that's hurt that's her granddaughters that are hurt she's hurting just as much as us and you know she I, I feel like she she kind of realized in that moment that what she was doing was was hurting us even more, so that was the, my actual first memory ever uh, of experiencing anger and and actually expressing it that way <clears throat> and after that throughout my childhood there were, there were many times where that happened, but because I think because we our, my dad wasn 't there, and I felt so unprotected and so you know exposed. From that feeling and from those type of experiences where we were having to hear this shit about my dad came the need to protect myself and protect my family. So any moment that someone was talking about my dad, any moment where I felt like, you know, that they were coming at me about my dad, it was straight, (laughs) it was straight attack milled. It it was straight like, you know, nah, I'd kind of lose it. I mean, it worked with Nana, maybe it'll work in every other circumstance. And sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. Uh, But my point is, is that that's, yeah, that's kind of the need that came up was the need to protect myself and my family. Uh, My mother is very soft, even growing up she was very soft and I I don't know, maybe she, she felt obligated to take certain hits from the family because my family stepped in where my dad stepped out. I'm very thankful for my family in that way. I appreciate them for it. But, um, you know, there were just certain things that I couldn't understand, and more so I couldn't accept. And I think the things that I couldn't understand and couldn't accept the most is getting hurt, is is like, why are you hurting me? Do you you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I couldn't, I I couldn't do it. (laughs) I couldn't do it. my mother bless her uh, this isn't an attack on my mom I, I don't want anybody to think that uh she she is who she is and i love her for who she is she's so soft uh, she'd never go out of her way to hurt people and i think that's why she she rarely stood up for herself um <coughs> fuck, sorry guys <clears throat> She rarely stood up for herself, and she rarely stood up for us, and a lot of the time, that's where our fights came from, that's where our fights came from, I, I couldn't understand it, I couldn't accept it, um, you know, I couldn't accept being told what to do, I couldn't accept being told how we should be, you know, or watching my mum being told what to do, you know, being taught, down to, like, I just, I couldn't fucking accept it, and I would get angry at her because I couldn't understand how she could accept it. Um, Sorry, guys. Uh, And from that uh, came this feeling of, you know, being kind of feeling attacked and and being treated less than because we didn't have a dad, Um, you know, If my mum wouldn't stand up for herself, if my mum couldn't stand up for me and my sisters, I I took it upon myself as the eldest to do that. And a lot of the time that I did, it it came off as disrespectful, which is right in, you know what I mean? Like in our culture, you know, you're not supposed to talk to your elders in certain ways. I understand that. And, you know, I would rage out at my adults and I don't think that's right, Uh, you know, but at the same time, my reality at that, at that point in time wasn't that I was being disrespectful. It's that I was protecting myself. I was protecting myself and my mom and my sisters because we didn't have our dad to do that and my mom wasn't doing it. Um, and so in my heart, I, I felt like it was my responsibility to do that. But but through this, this whole process, uh, I lost trust in my mom's ability to stick up for us. I lost trust in my mom's ability to protect us from her family. And I lost trust in my family's ability to love us right. I lost trust in that completely. Uh, If if these people that are the closest people to you can hurt you in this way, I don't fucking trust them. I don't fucking trust them. And, And that's how I felt throughout most of my childhood. Um, And being treated less than gave me a complex uh, that I I needed to not just protect myself and my mum and my sisters, but I needed to prove them wrong. You know, I needed to prove them wrong that that I'm not less than um, the other kids in my generation, my my cousins, because we haven't got a dad. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not less than, me and my sisters aren't less than, we're not gonna turn out shittier than them because they've got a dad and we don't. It was so this 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 need to do that was so strong in me, and so I, you know, I took it out in school. I excelled in school. I did my best in school. Um, you know, I was I was a nerd. I, I was a straight A student, and I I killed that shit. <laughs> I absolutely killed school. Um, but you know, I no matter what I did, uh, it I always felt like it was never acknowledged, it was never celebrated um, it was never enough for my family to to stop looking at me and stop treating me like I'm a piece of shit uh, like, like me and my family are, are pieces of shit that can be walked on and maybe that's because throughout my childhood I'd burnt those bridges with them by being so disrespectful to them, maybe they could only see me as being a disrespectful child um, which again like there are many times in in my childhood that that I, I you know, I wish I could take back uh, when it comes to fighting with my adults. But, it, yeah, everything I did was to was to prove to them and also actually myself uh, that I wasn't shit, that I was worth something. And from what we've gone through so far, you can see how it's just a a kind of spiral effect. Um, now I'm kind of like my anger is actually my motivation my drive to to prove something to prove them wrong to prove to myself does that make sense um anyway because you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, nothing I'm doing is ever good enough anyway. Nothing I'm doing is ever acknowledged as much as it is when it's somebody else in my generation, uh, you know, may as well rebel. And so as you do, you you go through your rebelling stages, uh, which I did. I started smoking. I started drinking. I got a boyfriend. I lost my virginity. And from there, it just got fucking worse. Like from there, it it was just, the anger got worse. Uh, I, I fell into just a spiral of, of anger and absolute hate for my family. Absolute hate. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember fighting with my mom when I was about maybe, fuck, how old was I? 13, 14, and, and saying to her, as soon as I'm 18, I'm out. As soon as I'm 18, I'm out. And not just out of her house, uh, but I mean out, out of this family, out of this city, uh, away. <laughs> away from you and your family and and she knew it too she knew it too but um my 21st birthday came around so I didn't end up moving out when I was 18 because I still didn't have my shit together so I had no idea what I was doing which which is kind of standard when you're 18 but my 21st year was my darkest year uh the darkest year of my life but also the beginning of my healing and the beginning of the journey that I'm on now um so it's, yeah, it was a double-edged sword my 21st year. My 21st birthday, my parents let me down uh, in their own ways. Uh, it, it was a horrible, horrible birthday. Um, my in-laws were there too, so it was even more embarrassing. It ended up with, you know, my mum and my auntie having a fight. Uh, and I just hated everything. <laughs> like, hated everything. Like, more than ever. More than even in previous phases of my life I hated my parents I hated my family I hated myself and I I was in such a dark place guys sometimes even having to really look at this anger and start feeling these feelings again it's like it made me realize and made me so thankful that I'm even fucking here today after all the shit that I've you know the emotional fucking train wreck of a life that I've been on um but yeah, my, my 21st year was so fucking dark, so dark, so dark. And at that time, my partner, who is now my fiance of almost 13 years, he had been with me at, at, for five years at that point in time. So he had seen everything, he had seen, you know, everything that I had been going through. And at that point, he, he had had enough. He had had enough. He never ever stepped in and you know it was disrespectful to my family or anything um but he had had enough of kind of watching me getting hurt and so he pulled me out nah um you know we're we're going to live with my family and you know that because I was so I was in such a dark place I was oh fuck take me you know what I mean to <laughs> fucking take me anywhere else but here uh and so we ended up going to live with his family and. Uh, his his family is, is a beautiful family. They, you know, my, my partner's family is, is very strong in the church. Um, they're a Mormon family. And so even me going to live with them when my partner and I aren't even married, is a huge thing that doesn't ever go unnoticed to me. Every time I think about it, I I, I thank God for my in-laws because, you know, Coming from where I come from, it was it was like being in in their world. It was like a, a completely different world. I had never seen it before, you know. You, you got a dad, you you got a <laughs> you you got um, you know, a, a, a real family, and I'm forever thankful for for them. I'm forever forever thankful for them. Forever thankful for, for my partner. Uh, But we stayed with them for three months or, you know, a a few months. I think it's three months. I'm not too sure. Uh, But shortly after we moved in with them was when my partner had decided that he wanted to move to Australia. He wanted to move us to Australia. And... I was so scared when he said that, uh, when he had made the decision. It, well, the first thought was, it's my chance to leave. It's my chance to leave this place and never come back. Uh, but at the same time, I was scared. I was scared to leave my, my mom and my sisters. I was scared to leave everything that I knew. Um, but deep down, I was scared to leave. I'd spent my whole life trying to protect my, my family, that I was scared to leave them unprotected. I was scared to leave them unprotected uh, but we made the decision anyway because i knew it was the right thing to do for me and i knew that me leaving would be the gateway for me to to take bring my family over here too and i remember when i was a kid i remember uh, every time someone left overseas you know, my, my uncles, like the family would get together. It would be such a beautiful thing. We'd do like a, a prayer, we'd go to the cemetery and see my granddad, see my, my older sister cause she's buried with my granddad. And so I thought, okay, you know, I'm I'm leaving to Australia. It'll probably be the same thing. Uh, maybe that's my bad for expe- expecting so much cause it, it didn't end up <laughs> like that. Uh, it, it was horrible. No one showed up to the cemetery aside from um, one of our family friends or one of our you know like relatives my auntie ninja Uh, and that was hard that was so fucking hard like one it was embarrassing but also it was um, it was what I needed at that point in time to be like I am making the right decision to leave and so I, I when I left New Zealand almost 10 years ago I knew I knew in my heart that I was never going back never going back uh but what i didn't know was that i was yeah i was leaving everything over there behind but i i took my anger with me i took my anger with me Uh, the difference between anger and doubt you know doubt comes and goes it comes knocking you can tell it to fuck off it'll go anger it sticks with you it's like a monkey on your back you know that, that's got a, a knife twisting it's it you know twisting it into your back like it's completely different uh it, and once i moved to australia i really i had realized that shit okay my whole motivation in life was to pretty much prove my family wrong about me and now that i'm i'm away from them now that they're not in my life anymore like there's there's i, I can't really use that as my motivation because they don't know what i'm i'm doing over here anyway um which I loved Uh, but it made me that's where my my journey to healing actually took place because I was like I can't I can't use my anger as fuel anymore I have to find a different a different motivation a different fuel so nine years in almost 10 years over here I'm still healing as you guys can hear Uh, I'm still healing from it my you know Lack of trust in people, my anger, um, the need to protect myself, protect my family, protect others that I feel need protecting. Uh, that's what triggers. That's what triggers my anger and my temper because it's, it's, it's a fucking trigger for me. <laughs> you know, all, all, as a child, I couldn't do anything. I, I was helpless and, and couldn't really do anything with my situation aside from rage out. Uh, where now that I'm an adult, I've got that freedom to do whatever I want. I've got that freedom and the power to be able to take myself out of situations or put my foot down that need, you know, that, that need that to happen, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, yeah, I kind of, I don't really know what to say after that. Uh, my anger and and my temper is really, really a response to that trigger. You know what I mean? And so I feel like my my anger and my temper, uh, my way of protecting myself, it's been used as a defense mechanism for so long, but really through my healing, I've realized that what it actually, the the flip side of that, what it's actually doing to me is is it shutting off friendships. Um, You know, it's shutting off people coming into my life and actually loving me, people coming into my life and actually uh, becoming my family and and that's what we deserve um uh, you know we all deserve that that type of stuff so you know my dad always said to me I, I remember my dad saying to me when i was a kid dragon don't harden your heart be soft and i i still struggle to understand that um i still struggle to do that uh, but i'm trying i'm trying to do that because i've just i've just become so good I'm a fucking pro at, at building up barriers and building up wars and protecting myself from shit because I've felt like I've had to you know because I felt like I've had to but those those barriers are so strong that they're also keeping the good shit out and that and that's my point okay in in this podcast we're going to talk about ways to protect ourselves that at the same time we're going to talk about the flip side as well of allowing yourself to be loved allowing you allowing people into your life Um, You know, just because certain people treated you a certain way in the past doesn't mean that new people that come into your life are going to do the same. So, okay, Uh, we're going to jump into the second segment and I'm going to give you a few tips, three or four tips, um, steps that um, I'm trying to work on. I haven't necessarily mastered them. I'm not as—I mean, you'll hear it. You'll hear it when I'm explaining it. I'm not as confident as I've, I was when I was, you know, listing out the tips for gaslighting. But there's steps that I'm going to take, okay, and maybe you can take too. And I, I would love some feedback. Uh, you know, love some some uh, some tips in regards to it because it's it's definitely one of the hardest hardest parts of my healing. But. Yeah, I'm I'm going to have a sip of my coffee and have a little bit of cry and then we'll, we'll jump into the second segment. Love you guys. All right, guys. So to summarize segment one, because I feel like that was just one heck of a mess, Uh, understand where your anger is coming from understand what what triggers your anger Uh, for me it's my lack of trust in people uh, my need to protect myself from people Uh, and so we're going to work on that okay Uh, let's not close our, our hearts off to people let's not build our walls up so thick that we don't let the good shit into our lives let's go through a few steps that we can take that we can work on together to start softening our hearts and not being so hard Uh, So step one, understand your worth, okay? Uh, Really work on that, Um, it's a a work in progress for me. Uh, You're not your past. You do deserve love and trust and friendships and support. Um, You deserve to be surrounded by people who make you feel these things, you know, make you feel loved. Uh, You deserve for your cup to be filled the same way that you feel others. All right. Know your worth and what you deserve, and don't don't accept anything less than that. Uh, step two: find or stay open to that possibility. All right, but believe that there are people out there for you. Believe that there are people out there who are just like you, and that you're you're going to find each other, and it's it's going to be amazing. You're going to you know surround yourself. Start start building up that family that you need around you to feel loved and supported and acknowledged and seen and heard and understood and accepted you know all those wonderful things stay open to that possibility again we're we're, we're not our past and you know we don't have to limit ourselves to that uh, just because we didn't have many people who made us feel that way it doesn't mean that people don't, those people that are going to make us feel that way don't exist keep keep your mind and your heart open to that possibility number three Love on the you in that season. And I think this was, um, this one's a really hard one for me because I I don't like looking back at that season. I almost try and ignore it. Um, I tried to explain to to my partner when we were talking about it because I was like, I don't want to talk about my anger and my temper on there. Like they already fucking think I'm crazy, you know, with how passionate I talk about that type of shit. I don't want to be vulnerable. And And then I caught myself and I was like, well, fuck, like you are, you know, we're human and I, I want you guys to see all sides of me not just the crazy dragon side that's like yeah I'll build my walls like I, I want to see I want you guys to see the vulnerable dragon that that hurts just like you so that you can relate more to it um when I was trying to explain it to him I was like I spend so much time in my mind that I know what it looks like uh, there are many you know it's like a corridor of many doors and there's just one door that I like keep a padlock on with thousands of chains and a like lock code you know that i just (laughs) never like opening up and inside that room is little jd like it is little jd that is hurting and crying and feeling all those emotions that i talked you guys through in 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 segment one i I don't like feeling that way it it sucks it it hurts it's hard um i I hate going back there i i I escaped that time i escaped that um i freed myself from that why would i want to go back but by Ignoring that you in that season, and by not, you know, opening that door, taking those padlocks off, and opening that door, and going in there and loving on her, and hugging her, and trying to understand her, you're just doing the same thing that those people were doing to her in that season. And that's fucking hard. That is so fucking hard to accept. Um you know that I was doing that to myself, so let 's try and do that let 's try and love on the us that was in that season that hurts so bad um, and give ourselves the love that we needed at that time and the fourth is forgiveness, which I really struggle with i still don 't know what that means I still <laughs> Uh yeah, I still struggle with it. I think there's a certain part of healing that only God can help you with and that's where I'm, you know, trying to ask him to step in because it's too hard. It's too hard for me. My my heart's too hard. My walls are too high. I can't do it. Um but you know, maybe, maybe he can. Obviously, he can. So I, I I I hope you guys noted that down. I hope you guys didn't like sit there and um be like, "Oh, poor Poor thing she's crying Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I hope that showed a different side I hope that helps you to understand why I'm so passionate about things and that I'm not being like egotistical when I, I lose my shit and start just like going off on a tangent um, I get passionate because I'm triggered and I understand where, where those triggers come from um, and, and you can do that with yourself too so Love you guys heaps. I hope you guys have the best weekend. Thank you for listening to my story. Thank you for understanding me and accepting me and and loving me and um, just letting me be me. I don't think you guys really understand how much that means to me, but I thank you guys and I hope that yous know that yous deserve that type of love and support and acceptance as well. Don't close yourself off. Keep your heart open to people. Uh, Let's keep our hearts soft and, and let's keep working on all aspects of our healing, not just the the building the barriers up, but also breaking them down as well. Okay. Love you guys so much. I promise the next episode will be a lot happier. <laughs> Have a great week and we'll talk soon. Bye.